generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change <laughs> podcast. A great tune. <laughs> Good tune there from Key Glock IB. I now love that, it. that's been requested by one of the listeners via Instagram, Abdul Zohib. Cheers, brother. Good uh, shout out and suggestion <laughs> that's a there. Real good one. And we, uh, there's the very first, uh, this is the first podcast we've recorded since that's been the suggestion that we get that going at the start. And it ties in nicely, mate, because you're back in the studio. You've been on your 68th holiday for the year. Yeah, yeah I'm back, mate. I'm, uh, I'm done for the year. Are you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm back in the office full time until, wow, I have noticed my calendar starting to fill up with these bloody Christmas gigs and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Eh? It's all yeah. starting, so. When I was on the Gold Coast, mate, they were setting up the, uh, all the Christmas stuff, like really? the, the Surfers Paradise, the lane, the walking lane down there that had decorations. decorations going up and Santa was in the bloody shopping centre and I was like, oh Jesus. A real life Santa, like already? Uh, it was all set up. I didn't see Santa himself. I think he was still at the North Pole. But, gotcha. Yeah, but gotcha. um, but he, he was obviously they were preparing for him to turn up any any minute. Yeah, okay. So Christmas is here. So you went for a bit of a holiday and you did something a little bit loose and we threw it up on the story. You made a reel about it. Yeah. You hired a bloody Lambo. Yeah, I hired a Lamborghini, mate. And um, man, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I, I am a car nut and yeah. I have... Always, since I was a kid, like, loved, like, Ferraris, all supercars, you know, Lamborghinis and all this stuff. And I've thought about buying one, and I've ne- I haven't done it just because every time I've sort of got to the point where I've had the ability to, I've decided to be smarter and then double down on business or make it a better financial decision or something. And um, we'd booked this, this trip to the Gold Coast, and it was just to go and watch a, a car race the V8 supercars, and um, I just Googled it, and I was like, I wonder if they've got it there, because they've got population, you know, you can't do it in New Zealand, and next thing you know, I'd, I'd forked out $2,000 Aussie for 24 hours, and when we turned up there, the the guy showed up and dropped it off at the hotel, and we were cruising around in the Lambo, so... Shit. Do they, what do they treat you like when you, are they sort of like, you know, look after this, don't curb the rims, like, yeah, yeah. Is it and now, it's quite funny, because me and my family had a rental car company back in the day. And they were Toyota Corollas and shit, you know, like the the classic rental car that you get when you go on holiday. And um, it was kind of the same process that we do by checking out a car and things like that. 
except much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns up and it's like perfect condition. Like they've just waxed it. Um, there's there's not a mark on it, and then they run you through basically how to drive it. And unlike you with your Tesla, I listened. Yeah, good yeah, man, smart. Yeah. So um, yeah, really cool man. Like I've I haven't I've been in them. Um, I've been in them on tracks and I've been in them on the road and stuff, but I've never had a brand new one in my hands to drive by myself. And fuck, what an experience. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. Yeah. Um, I said, what's tall poppy syndrome like over here? And he's like, yeah, you get a bit of it, but most of the people will think you're a rock star. Um, and yeah, I just had some cool experiences, eh? And it, and it made me think that, you know, I was in this underground car park one day when we were, when we were going back to the apartment for to get ready for dinner or whatever, and there was this dad and his kid by the elevator, and the kid was probably 10 years old, and like when we came around the corner, his face just lit up. Wow. Like he just loved it, and um, he was, you could see him pointing at it and showing his dad, and as I was pulling into the car park, I obviously saw them, and um, the dad said, oh, is it okay if he, you know, he takes a photo? I was like, of course, go for it. And um, I revved it up for him and shit, and he loved it, eh? And it yeah. just reminded me of myself when I was young. Because, like, whenever I saw a car like that when I was little, I was like, oh, Dad, look. You know, yeah. that's, like, a real cool thing for me. Yeah. And, um, but now the, the shoe was on the other foot, so to speak. Like, back when I was 10, I would have thought that that was never a possibility. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, I'm actually the person on the other side of this now. And um, it was just a cool feeling, eh? Like, I was really made me think that like all of the work and effort and shit that I put in over the years, even just for that moment where that kid wanted to have a photo with it, was like, fuck, that's that's it. It's worth it. Yeah. And like I hope that kid goes on to try and do and work as hard and, and stuff as I did so I could do it, you know. And it it means that material items are not a bad idea to have as goals. Yeah. Um, because I've had that for 20 years um, and then doing it was way better than I thought so I was like I wasn't let down by my hero you know yeah nice um, so the next step is going to fucking buy one instead of renting it but <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon you'll do that oh man it all but confirmed it for me eh? did it yeah, yeah I was wow. just like fuck I could definitely drive this all day mm. I, like as a car guy you hear stories I like oh you know, they're not good for all, every day and stuff like that. And you've got no space. You can't put anything in it. I don't give a fuck. Eh? It drives so cool. And it was the noise and how it handled and everything. Did you um, give it a hiding? Yeah. Well, those guys won't be listening, eh? So, <laughs> yeah, we, we gave it a good rap, mate. We um, we didn't put anything of, of the high-speed stuff online, of course. But, yeah, yeah. we gave it just the it, – it's so fast and so cool and um, just a better car than I thought. So, um. I just, I recommend anyone who's got the means, if you are into cars, to go and do a trip and just rent one. You can't what, do it in New Zealand. What was it called? Lamborghini what? Huracan. Okay. Spelling of that if someone wants to Google it? Oh, you'll, it'll come up. Okay. Yeah. Like a hurricane, but it's not a hurricane. Yeah. yeah. It's like Italian for hurricane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go <laughs> the Italians. Yeah. Was um, it, um, what would one of those things sell for? Half a milli? Yeah. 450 or something. Yeah. Yeah. 450 grand in New Zealand. True through the gas? Um, no, it wasn't too well. I don't know. Depending how you drive it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it like wasn't every too car. bad though. Yeah, I mean, I think you just if you drove it normally, it would just be pretty close to normal. I but, guess. Oh, you go. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, like, we, we went out to dinner one night, we parked it on the side of the road, and every time a family walked past it, these kids would be like, oh, look, Dad, and one tried to run up to it, and the dad stopped them from touching it and stuff, and I was like, fuck, it's just like when I was, like, 8 or 10, eh? Yeah. And it was like, it was just such a cool experience just to see the kids, mainly. Um, there were a few adults and stuff that, like, gave me the thumbs up, and, and you know, nice car, mate, and I'm like, oh, it's a rental. Did you say that? <laughs> a yeah. A couple, yeah, but... um. Yeah. Like we went to this cafe and and uh, Taylor started talking to a guy and he's like, "Well," and she was like, "Oh, don't worry, it's just a rental, mate." <laughs> I, I like how you can tell people it's a rental because there'd be a lot of people that would hire a car to then pretend that they're someone that they're not, right? Whereas you're not like that. You're tasting a version of yourself that you know you could be if you want to be, or one day you'll have, right? And you're using it as fuel, but you're happy to still say to someone, "Yeah, look, I don't actually own that. I'm I'm renting it because you've got that groundedness to not yeah, I don't care. care, yeah." Nah. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people would do it to try and be like, oh, I'll get some photos and shit. Well, I mean, if you go down that road, then, like, you've seen it happen all the time. People get caught out. Mm. Yeah. And when you lie, how long can you lie for, you know? Uh, And, you know, that's that's kind of why we did that reel on thing, because it was a bit of a piss take, you know? Yeah. And it was basically that, like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, yeah, I'm just a guest on the Keep the Change podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good. So, So what does it cost? A couple of grand. AU a day. Yeah, so it was two thousand Aussie dollars for the twenty four hours. Um, you are limited to two hundred kilometers, and it was six dollars fifty per kilometer over that. Mm. Um, and then the bond was basically eight thousand Aussie dollars. So I had to Sheesh. give them basically ten grand just to use it for twenty four hours, and then they refund the bond back once it's all okay. Yeah, I tell you what, when I Got into it, I was pretty nervous because like 10 grand is quite a lot of money. And I was like, if I fuck this up, I'm not that keen to pay 10 grand. Mm. Um, and it's also like, because it was like a bit of a, like a hero thing for me, I was, I was uh, on edge and making sure, like I don't like scratching my own car, let alone someone else's. So yeah, it was a bit of a nervous time and it took me a while to get used to it. But a couple of hours in, mate, we're thrashing it down the motorway. I wouldn't have parallel parked that I would have been like, nah. Yeah, well, too scared to park it. Yeah, it's actually that's what was surprising. Like the vision was pretty good, the mirrors were good. It was just a cool experience, mate. And I just, um, yeah, coming soon, <laughs> coming soon to a, a West Auckland near you. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to go borrow Joseph Rakic's one, the old bright green that he's I got. Th- his is for sale, and he's is moved it? to Dubai, so I could go buy it. Really? Yeah. Wow. No tax over there. No tax. He's online, and he doesn't. I guess need to be ha- here. Had enough of yeah shit here. Um, it's interesting that kids are so obsessed by the car. Like, well, not obsessed, but they take so much of an interest. Or whether you saw that because you recognise yourself in them, maybe. Because society's telling us that material things aren't worth chasing, and that's becoming more of the narrative, right? Which I think has some, like, there's some truth to that, but... I think an addiction to material things... That will is, fuck you up. ...is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, like a sh- that's like a short-term instant gratification kind of mindset. But like for me, like when I was a kid, I had a poster of, of a Lambo on the wall and it's always been a thing. Like I remember writing out my goals before I became a mortgage broker um, and I was buying rental properties and stuff. And like there was a time when it, like the big picture was to get the Lambo. Like it's always been a thing for me and it's always been a driver. And every time that I would get fucked off or 
be like, this is fucking hard or whatever, I'd be like, when you're driving the Lambo, you won't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? And that's like what I've carried. And if you can, in having a material item that I feel like if it gives you drive to be able to do that and it's a material item, then it's fine. It's like, I've heard Connor say it. They're like, oh, you should spend your money on, if you make money, you should spend it on experiences, not material items. And he's driving around in like a Range Rover and he's like, this is a fucking experience to me, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and that's kind of what I felt like when I was in Aussie. It was, it was like, wow, this is, this is really something. And then, you know, if you, if I went out and bought the Lambo tomorrow, cause I, I loved it that much and I was like, right, I'm committing to it. There's a very high chance that in six months I'd be used to it and you would be used to the people waving at you and you'd be used to the speed and the noise and then it becomes normal mm. and it goes away. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it got me, that the picture of that car was a, was a certain percentage of my drive over the last 10 years to, do, to achieve something, yeah. which is much more important than the fucking car anyway. Yeah. So I just think that um, don't really be sucked into believing that material materialistic sort of mindset is not good for you there's a difference yeah there's a difference between um you know just stacking and stacking and stacking material shit that like i i find it classic when like the brand new iphone comes out and people line up outside the door for, for like the day before like i find that quite funny mm because you could just order one and when it turns up, it makes no difference to your life or anything. Like That kind of ma- materialism is a bit hilarious Especially when me. it's gone on debt, no doubt, as well. Yeah, but if you've got something that helps you for a long term and provides you drive, I feel like, fucking go for it. It might not be a car. It might be you know, a handbag, a certain type of handbag that costs 10 grand or whatever. Um, it teaches, it, it, like having that teaches you discipline. And it forced me to be like, I need a certain income. I need a certain amount of savings. You know, I need to... You've got to be able to build up the bond to start with. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then in my head, I'm like, shit, once you own one, it, it, like a service is five grand. It's not 500 like my little shit. Honda. Yeah. So you need to continue having a business that spits out money. Like there's all these things that it forces you to think about, mm. um, which I, I, I probably would have bumped into something else that made me think about this stuff. But the fact is... As it sent me into that into that zone, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. There's a there's a process to getting one of these, and I've got to start the process if I want to have a go. I like to term it reset the thermostat, and I think that what you've done it does something like that, right? And that's when I started when I got a, a nicer car. I'd never forget going to get a tire or two front tires, and they were like, oh, I can't remember what they were both worth on the old Merc, and I'm like. Thousand bucks each or something. Yeah, used yeah. to, to two hundred dollars. Yeah, back in the day, I'm like, <laughs> my first car was that price, and you're telling me there's two tires. And people will look at that and be like, "Well, that's stupid. It's a waste of money." But when you're not going down that path, when you don't want to live just massively frugally and shit, and you sort of want more from life, you you're then like, okay, like I always say, how do you how do people make sense of that? And yeah, I think when you get to a certain uh, when you've grown a bit and you've been through a time in your life of, of achieving a few things, I, th- I do think you start to replace the dollar sign with the time. And that what I mean by that is like, you, if I was going to price a Lamborghini, I'd, and, and I'm not saying this is directly me, but if I looked at it and I was like, hmm, that's two months of my work. If that was the cost to me, 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like 450 grand. I make 200 or something a month, 200 grand a month. Mm. I think that's how people move into that headspace. Because um, I've moved into that headspace now. I think you've spoken about it with the, the footlong thing and how you price things yep. not in dollars but in like certain comparisons and things like that. In my one, I start pricing things in time. It went from loan applications. You know, for a while I was like, okay, this will cost me, you know, five loan applications that settle and now it's got to a point where I've grown a bit and it's reasonably consistent and I feel like I've got a, a minimum sort of baseline for my income and my business and I'm like okay this will you know if I'm going to look at something I'll be like okay this is going to be six months is that worth it or is there other things that I'd prefer to put that six months of uh, payment from the you know the six months into and do better with it and I think you do trance over time that that becomes a thing like you know, there's guys in the world where that uh, buying a Lamborghini is is two weeks' work, and all of a sudden, you know, probably got thirty of them. You know, because you start running out of things you can buy when it gets to that level. Um, but there's a lot of guys that had the Lambo on the wall and used it as drive to get there. Yeah, yeah. The concept that I learned a long time ago was go and taste the things that you want in your future, and actually just go and experience them. So it could be taking one of those cars that you've always aspired to have for a test drive mm. just to see what that feels like. And it might just give you a level of energy that you haven't had for a while. Or you know, I got very lucky in stumbling across house sitting as a way to save money. Mm. But it was resetting my thermostat, going into people's homes, being like, holy shit, you live like this? This is, like, how have you achieved this? What, there's a pool in the middle of this house? I didn't even realise you could have a pool set up like this. Oh, you got a spa bath as well? Yeah. Like, it was all these things that... Starts blowing your mind, but actually opening a door. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and you start having to... You get inquisitive, and you're sort of, okay, well, they don't seem... They seem nice. I thought they'd be arseholes. I was kind of taught that everyone that has fancy shit's probably a piece of shit. Mm. But it wasn't really the case. And, you know, even going and staying somewhere... Nice. If it's once a year or even once every couple of years. Yeah. I've done a few trips recently and the Gold Coast one really sort of, it got me, eh? So I just, we were going over to see this car race, the Viet Supercars, and I just booked an apartment just randomly on Google because, to be honest, it was because it was the cheapest out of the five options. That's what I booked it for. And I was like, I'm spending a bit of money on this fucking rental car. So I'll save it on the thing. When we got there... It turned out that this apartment was Gucci as, like really high up, like epic view of the ocean and then the waterways as well. Um, and I was like, I was like a bit mind blown. Eh? I was like pinching myself. I was like, holy shit! Like I'm here looking at this, and then I'm about to go jump in the Lambo. I'm like, fuck! What has happened in my life? Eh? Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. And then I was like on the beach at the cafe every morning having a coffee, and it's like thirty degrees. Everyone's like jogging up and down the thing and um, you know, I walked into like a a real estate office over there to inquire about prices because I was like, there's a chance that I would like this for a few months of the year actually. Yeah. Not it's nice over not there. Just right? a four day thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it really got me, man. And I was like, fuck, this is this is a nice way to live. <laughs> yeah. There's something really calming and nice about being close to the water, having a good view, and it's it's psychology, like it actually is really good for you. And I think that that, you probably again start to take it for granted once you live there, but when you're there on a holiday, it's hard to feel like you would. 
yeah, I just felt like I'm sure. I, I always think that to myself. I'm like, would you get bored of this, mm. or would would this become nothing to you? And I I thought about it, eh? and I was like, probably not. This is like I can I can fully understand why Kiwis go there. The good um, weather is a is a massive turn on. You know, I go to the mount sometimes and think, oh, the mount's just as good as as the GC. But I go to the mount when it's raining, the cold, G- and I'm like, the GC oh. is the mount on steroids. Yeah, you know, like it's it's bigger there's more high rises the views are insane and the weather's just better all the time yeah um the only thing is i talked to a few people and they said there's a pretty bad drug scene over there yeah okay so i don't know if that would affect you if you were there and just didn't participate or not but it sounded like there's um we had we had dinner with a friend one night whose wife is like the head of the team of forensics and she was telling us some stories man and like it's we think the crime's bad here. It's a different story over there, right? Eh? Like, there's some serious underground shit going on over there. Wow. There's, um, I mean, there's, there's bad shit going on everywhere, though, right? Oh, no, so, exactly. Yeah. And if you're not involved in it and you're not getting shot when you walk down the road, then it's probably okay. <laughs> you know? But I mean, that could happen around here at the moment, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it did feel good. And I came back and I was like, me and Taylor both said, we're like, because this was just meant to be like a short, quick, like a long weekend. And we both like we should have just done like a week or two because it was so nice. Yeah, and it's no different. Like I can log on to my work and you know mm. there's internet and everything. It's kind of like being in like a nice version of New Zealand. <laughs> it's you've got to give yourself the permission to do it, eh? I I kind of yeah. In my head, I was like, I need to be back like late Monday night because I want to be in the office early Tuesday morning because I need to catch up. Yeah, because I wasn't there for the weekend. Yeah, and I was like, "Nah, you just gotta." And I thought about it, and I was like, "I wonder if I could do this, and productivity wouldn't fall," you know. And I mean, we'll see. I've got a lot to think about now because it was just such a cool experience, and the kid was the best. Like that was awesome. That's pretty cool. Mm. That's, I think as well. It's the the with material things. It's how they make you feel, and people can say, "Oh, cars are a waste of money," which is there's some merit to that argument. But I tell you what. There's a difference between rolling up to a meeting in a fucking nice car than a car that you're a little bit worried about breaking down out the front of your client's house or whatever. Yeah. You know, you feel that. You feel that internally, and that does something for you. And to have kids stopping and wanting to take a photo of the car, you know, that's going to do something for you as well. It's can you use that stuff in a healthy way? And like you say, if you can use material items to drive you and do things, then, hey, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's. I just. I don't yeah. see. I can't figure out a way that it's a problem. And like people will say, but like you can a five thousand dollar Toyota Corolla will do the same as a five hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini. It will get you from A to B. And I completely agree. That is true. But it's 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 not that. It's like all the other stuff added on. It's like a. If if that was so true, there would only be Toyota Corollas. Yeah, there would wouldn't be a Lamborghini have, company. Yeah, there would only be one thing. Yeah. So. Car dealers and makers over the years have obviously figured out how to sell to more than just the practicality of a vehicle taking you from A to B. Think about the brand, the brand of Ferrari. They've never paid for advertising ever. And think about it, like everyone knows it. They're so powerful that when they get into trouble in Formula One, they threaten to leave and they get the rules lifted on them. Wow. <laughs> that's how that's a fucking brand. That's mate. a real mafia shit. That's a proper brand. Yeah. Like to be able to carry that much weight, like in terms of something that everyone knows, it's a it's a crazy thing. Like it's 
it's everyone knows what a Ferrari is. They they just know, and it's a clever, clever company to be able to pull that off. There's a big distinction here, I think, between what you've done and what a lot of people will try to do, and it's the age-old um, don't go broke trying to look rich. And people will go into debt for material shit to try and fill a void in their own life, but I think you've figured out how to fill the void in your own life and tidy up that piece of it before going, okay, I'm going to go and taste what it's like to actually drive in the goal that I had as a young person. And, and you've delayed going and buying it because you could have already. And we've sort of had the conversation where I'm like, bro, you could have that tomorrow. You could roll into that dealership. Yeah. They would give you one and you could get some finance or whatever. And But you're like, no, that's not the process. So I think as well, it's it's always about the process of getting to these material things or the experiences that you want. Yeah. And some people might be driven to like, I'm going to work really hard and save up and I'm going to go to bloody this trip and they go that's the right path to go and other people go I'm going to save up and I'm going to buy this car and that's going to be my reward or whatnot we've all got different things that reward us and you've got to figure out what those are but you want to try and do it in a healthy way where a you're not filling up an internal void that you've got and you can't figure out what that is and you think that the holiday or the vehicle is going to do that for you and secondly you're not putting yourself in a bad position by taking on a stack of debt to get something that's going to go down in value anyway. Yeah, here's my example in my brain of how that works. So I could go and I could go tomorrow to the Lamborghini shop and order it and then finance it and, you know, make it a work car and do all that shit. In my head, I know there's a there's a thing that says to me if I do get used to it after 6 months and it loses its aura and all that 10 years of work sort of means nothing and then I want to sell it and then I bought it for 500 but it's only worth 350 in a year and I've still got the finance on it that's a fuck up and I would be and that's probably a higher than 50% chance of probability happening if I went down that road and I'd be disappointed in myself for making a terrible decision like that. So I flip it and I'm like, I need to be able to afford to buy this twice with cash before I even think about it. So I went and tried the rental. I'm like, yep, cool. It gives you some fuel. Now I've got to go and do the journey. And then when I buy it, if I sell it after six months or a year after the ore is worn off, and I lose a hundred grand and hundred fifty grand. I need to be in a position where I don't give a fuck. Nice. And then I'm then I'm like, I'm a, I've achieved. Yeah. I'm good to go because it just doesn't matter. It's not anyone else's problem. It's not putting me in financial stress. I've covered off the possible scenarios in my head, even if they're unlikely. Easy. For a good framework. Sensitive topic, mate, but equally as important. I think men get driven towards cars, mm-hmm. and Women will say, that's stupid, it's a waste of money. Not all of them, but a lot of people, they don't get it. Fair enough. I've had so many male clients roll in here and they've all got the, I want a Porsche, I want a Lambo, I want a Maserati, like there's something. Yeah. And I'm like, marketing's got to you at some stage along the way. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it has to be that. Like where did that seed come from? Why is it not, I want a fucking rocket. Yeah. I want to go to Nat, like NASA and fly to bloody, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I want to launch the rocket. Like it's weird that cars have been the, the marketing tactic. Smart stuff. Equally... Woman, I want a ring. Completely material, of no real value. Have been tricked into thinking they're of value. Um, who who's going to want a secondhand engagement ring? Probably no other female. <laughs> hey, this is the second time I'm getting married. Would you be okay taking the ring that I gave to my first? Fuck no, <laughs> you know. But we think clever marketing, yeah, exactly. Just and we stone. think, oh, they've got heaps of value. 
when really hmm, who's going to want who's going to want your wedding ring? Probably not many people, apart from maybe your children, and that carries on down that path or whatnot, right? And it's got emotional and heritage type value or whatever. So that's where the value comes from. So then we think it's actually really valuable. But mm. um, so we have to acknowledge that it's okay for society to start to continue to tell us, oh, don't have material things, but we're all still in the trap in some way, shape, or form. 100%. Yeah. Of course we are. We all and are. It, and it's a, a personal preference thing, and it, it's really hard to remove as much of the societal pressure on these things and truly do it for yourself because that's a big difference, you know? Like, I just, I know some people that have diamonds, some girls that have diamonds and stuff, and they don't even give a fuck what other people think about it. And that's the, I really like that. And it's and it's kind of like me. Like, I've got a car in my mind and I'm like, I like this and I'm for me. Like, like just before I was telling you, off the mic. I'm in the in the tell the story. Tell I'm the story. The I was going to ask you about this. So. Mikey's mum. Mikey's mum enters <laughs> the chat. Me and Taylor and my parents crossed over while we're in the Gold Coast because we we're going to the same race. And then one morning, I, I said to mum, I was like, mum, in the morning I'll pick you up in the Lambo. We'll go and meet Taylor and Dad at, at the breakfast and take you for a little ride so you can have the experience too. You know. So we went pick mum up. She gets in and we went around the block and we we're talking about how cool it is and. I was like, you could have one of these, Mum. You just need to sell one of your rentals. <laughs> <laughs> what you say to that? Yeah. She's like, I told, I've told Dad to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. so, could have um, a family Lambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're driving around, and we we go back to the cafe that we're meeting at, and we walk inside, and Mum's not really noticed yet, but we sit down, and she's sitting on the table across from me, and she just puts her head in her hands, and starts embarrassingly laughing, and I'm, what's wrong? And she says, I can't believe you're my son. You've just got out of a Lamborghini in a t-shirt with holes and paint on it, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's just a t-shirt." Like, <laughs> and it was such a funny moment because, like, Dad thinks it's hilarious because he's like, "It's he knows me to think that." Oh, Mum thinks it's hilarious too because she knows that I don't really do things for other people. Like, all of this is for me. So yeah, I don't nice. care about what I look like at the time. I just cared about driving the car. And it was just a hilarious moment. She was just like, I can't believe I raised you. <laughs> Have some self-respect. <laughs> but she's probably got a view of what she's raised, right? And then and perhaps some limitations there, which we all put on ourselves as well. And then you're just just busting them, but then still... T- <laughs> but, and she's going, well, how's this guy driving around a Lambo? But then you're just rocking around casual, like normal Mikey with, uh, I don't care. Yeah, I, don't, got holes I, I did it. upgrade the DCs to some sketches, mate. So I'm a... Uh, they're already a bit buggered, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> Good man. But yeah, just rough as guts. All I cared about was driving the Lambo, sitting on the beach with a coffee, not what I looked like, you know. So How it, good, was, mate. it was a cool experience, mate. Sounds like it was well worth money, well spent, and good on you. Yeah, unforgettable. Yeah. It'll be a, a four or five day trip that, you know. Could potentially change the chapter that you now write in your book. Yeah, well, it opens up your mind to different things. You do this and it's, yeah. you know, the Lambo thing was just to check out because I probably want to do that in the future anyway. So it provided me confirmation that I'm probably going to go down that road at some point when it's suitable. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the I don't like winter in New Zealand and shit, those, that, that sun and yeah. shit over there, boy, I really enjoyed that. Let me know when you're going, mate. I'll be... Uh, <laughs> See you over there, eh? I'll be keen to come. <laughs> Rightio, uh, a couple of key things from me taste it like go and taste the material things or the material like the sorry the experiences that you may that may drive you and go and see what they're like yeah and and get close to those things reset your thermostat by exploring them as well 
And, you know, we all set limitations on our what we can have from our life, from where we've come from, our backgrounds, how the lens that we have on the world, where our job's taking us at the moment, like all those things. But, you know, go and have a look at how other people are living and stuff to, to maybe get some inspiration and actually think about what you may want to try and drive uh, you forward in your life to then go and unlock different chapters just like Mikey did. Yeah, I just just so people know this too because it's it's really rosy and things like that when i was like 15 or 16 the second car i ever got was 400 dollars and it had a blown motor and the reason we bought it is so dad could teach me how to tidy up a car put a new motor in get it going get it on the road there's a mazda 1995 mazda 323 station wagon so the story is a fucking long journey (laughs) From like 15, 16 now to 31 years old and renting a Lambo, it doesn't just like happen. Yeah. But because the picture of the Lambo was there in my head the whole time, it, it was the process and the stages. And it's um, it's fucking cool, man. Nice. Also on that, it's you're, you're willing to do the work to, to get there, right? And you're also not beyond, like you're humble enough if that's the terminology, to go, you know that someone's got a bigger Lambo than you, a faster car, a more expensive car, you're you're renting it and you're just like, this is part of your journey, you're not comparing yourself to other people. And I think that's where a lot of people trap themselves with materialistic things because they aren't entirely happy with the journey that they're on or who they are at the moment and they see what other people have and they go, oh, I'm going to go and do that or I'm going to get a bigger one or whatnot. And it's, you never win that game. No. And you're already saying, oh, there's someone that can pay for one of these in two weeks. You know, 100%. like you're, you're already thinking, you know, way beyond. And I think if you're not doing that, then if if you run, you run the risk of buying material things just to try and keep up with the Joneses, you yeah. you have to be a yeah, long life. I say it all the time. You just have to be a professional and not caring about other people's lives and, and things and do stuff for you. So there we go. Don't necessarily go and rent a Lambo, but um, drop Mikey a message because it sounds like he's going to again. <laughs> we'll wait until he's got his one and we might be able to go for a spin in it. Good topic there, mate. Um, we can either call that one Mikey rents a Lambo, which I think will get some... That'll uh, probably get a few clicks. Yeah, or material <laughs> items for inspiration. But either way, good on you, mate. It's always good to go and taste the things that you want in your life. Hey, yeah, I'm all about my money, baby. I get money, baby. Yeah, my chopper hold a hundred. My car go two hundred, baby. I be chasing coins like Sonic, baby. I be running, baby. I be chasing after money, baby. I get money, baby. Yeah, yeah I'm all about my money, baby. I get money, baby. My 